It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before you get pooped on. You know, Uncle Adam will have to come change those ones. <laughs> oh man, get some, get some of them calving gloves on. Uh, yeah, the vet. We can get we can get some shoulder deep gloves from the vet. Probably. Yep. Probably get a Might box one for like five bucks. folks welcome in to episode 58 of the backroads and bonfires podcast this is going to be a fun one uh, i am your host adam Pedersen, and it's just me and steve tonight me and uh steve big dog hammer tonight just the two of us are going to hang out we're going to chat about sports about some memories we have from from other stuff back in the day and we're just going to have a grand old time uh brett big dog han cannot be with us tonight so just me and steve he's the, big, he's the biggest of all dogs <laughs> the biggest dog oh, oh. <laughs> oh man so uh last episode i told everyone steve about how you became a biological father yep and let's see here when was he born like the 12th or something the 10th so what's what's dad life okay so how old was dusty when you and jen started dating uh probably like four so this is first time like changing diapers and actually stuff like that yeah gotcha so what's i i'm I'm curious what's dad life like with diaper changing and feeding and all that just sleep schedules everything all right yeah it's not too bad he's been a good kid so far only wakes up two or three times a night so and hasn't had any blowouts or anything yet, so I'm sure that'll be in the near future. The uh, might speaking, need them. Speaking of the vet, the vet left a giant gallon tub of lube at my farm the other night when he came to pull a calf. <laughs> yeah, I don't like where the story's going. So if anybody out there is in, <laughs> is in need, I've got some and I can sell it to you for a good price because there's only like half of a gallon left. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, Seems what? like something you could use use for yourself at your apartment. Yeah, could have used them <laughs> for those suppository pills. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Multi-purpose. <laughs> oh boy. That went there. Um I think I've uh, I think I got whooping cough yesterday. <clears throat> That's nice. At least it wasn't <laughs> before you came to my house. Yeah. It was in a pig barn. Uh Decided that while I was helping a buddy sort pigs all afternoon, I wanted to have a dip. So I was irresponsible and did that instead of wearing a mask. There's two times a year in a pig barn. You've got like October through April where the curtains are up. It's cooler outside. You got to keep them pigs warm. But then you get like May through September. Curtains are down. 
air's flowing through dust and stuff's not kicking around all in your face it's pretty good i decided to go no mask so i could chew i think i breathed in every ounce of dust and ammonia and everything that was in those buildings and my lungs are still burning i still get like a coughing outbreak about once every three hours mm-hmm. so if you don't want the not smart cough wear a mask and a big bar yep not smart um I heard something amazing today. Yeah. Next season, the two of the greatest days. Okay. Maybe the greatest day in the sports calendar. Definitely top five. And my favorite day of the entire year are on the same day. Next year, Master Sunday is on the same day as Easter. So (laughs) we're going to get Tiger Woods winning a green jacket on the same day we're celebrating Christ is risen, and it's going to be the most glorious explosive day in world history. World history, huh? World history. Master Sunday, 2023. Easter Sunday, 2023. Combining to make quite possibly the greatest day the world's ever seen. Wow. So, that yeah, excites me. I think, really I think like ending, ending, ending of wars are probably... Might be a little bit. What if this Russian war ended that day, too? Wow. Well, then that that would definitely be epic. <laughs> what a trifecta. <laughs> well, start start working on that. Yep. Well, I always have bragged in my life, especially when I was doing sales, that I could be anyone's friend. I can sell anything to anyone. And so, America, if you need someone to go over there and be a moderator for the world, don't send Dennis Rodman. Send me because I can handle it. Yeah, you and Vlad going to hang out. Me and Vlad, we're going to split. We're going to split a vodka on the rocks and a chew, and we're going to hash it out. <laughs> yeah. He's probably big into them coat pouches. Yep. <laughs> All right. I got a story for you. I've got multiple stories here for you, sports okay, stories. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, let's hear hold them. on. Before I get into this story, um, I want to. I was thinking today about. Uh, Tusiyoshi Nishioka, I think that's his name, was yeah. the the prized possession of, I believe it was like 2013 or something, free agency. The Twins won a bidding war for him <laughs> um, over the Yankees, Dodgers, and Giants, I think. And I was like, just stoked. Twins have finally went all in on free agency. This is going to be awesome. He's going to be like Ichiro on steroids. Well, let's read about what happened with his career. Um, <laughs> twins got him when he was 25 years old. Uh, it felt like we won the lottery. And just a week into his first season, Nick Swisher tried to break up a double play, smashed into the guy's leg, and broke it. He missed three months of the season, came Good. back, batted 201, had an on-base percentage of 248. That's pathetic. Uh, the next season got demoted to AAA. At one point, was called back up. Didn't get a hit in two series. No hits in six games. And then just decided, I'm done. I want out of my contract. I'm going back to Japan. Just quit baseball together. Yep. So that's the Pedersen luck side <laughs> of how free agency works with Japanese players. Now we're going to talk about how free agency works with Japanese players. If it's Hamer luck. The Cubs got this guy, 
Hold on, I'm pulling his stats up here. What's his last? What's his first name? His last name Suzuki. Um, starts with an S. We'll just well, we'll call him. Yeah. Su- we'll call him Sushi Sushi Suzuki. <laughs> That's me. It's uh okay. I, I want to see his profile. Can I click on him? Oh, here it is. Saya Saya Saya. Yeah, Saya Suzuki. Uh, he has played now. Granted, it's only eleven games. He's played eleven games for the Cubs. The guy's batting four fourteen <laughs> on base percentage five eighty one. Slugging percentage leads the majors eight ninety seven right now. His OPS is one point four seven eight, second highest in the majors. He's got twelve hits, four home runs, and he's got. Nine runs scored and 11 RBIs. Got to be up there. <laughs> uh, 10 walks, by the way, too. Guy's got an incredible eye at the plate, apparently. Got to be up there right now, early running for MVP. And that's just such a prime example of Pedersen luck versus Hamer luck. Twins get a prized <laughs> Japanese free agent. Guy's career's over in half a season, basically. Cubs but get one Cubs, and, and who Cubs knows? Cubs also had Kosuke Fukudome, so... <laughs> Wow, what a name. I forgot about him. <laughs> yep. So he, was a, he was a lefty, wasn't he? Yes. Kosuke, I th- if I remember right, he kind of like hunched over with his arms like way out in front of him as a yeah. batting stance. Yep. Kosuke Fukudomi. Those were some lean years post Sammy Sosa oh, yeah. all those guys for the Cubs. Cubs are terrible. <laughs> uh, well, I hope, I hope Suzuki pans out for you and he's awesome to – Make the pain of losing Baez well, and all those guys hurt less. He's already got already got more hits than that twin guy, twins guy in his whole career. So yeah, not bad, not bad at all. That's pretty awesome. I'd say I'd say he's already <laughs> no matter what happens, he's already had a better career than the twins guy, and he's played eleven games. <laughs> yeah, freaking unbelievable. Um, all twins. right, here's a story for you. I hope I hope you're ready for this. Okay, can't wait. So the Medal of Honor. The Big Ten Medal of Honor is the most prestigious award they give out, I guess. Like, why would they name it the Medal of Honor? I don't know. It's called the Big Ten. The Big Ten is <laughs> it's regarded as the Big Ten's most prestigious college athletic award. Um, one female, one male student receive it. It goes to individuals who have attained the greatest proficiency in sportsmanship remember that word in athletics yep. and scholastic work guess who won it no or the they men. did not give it to they did not give it to brad they gave it to brad <laughs> davison really Best sportsmanship apparently some guy commented apparently. on the twitter post and said <laughs> it is not honorable to constantly be grabbing guys dicks i laughed so he's, hard he's not wrong Brad Davis and human scum tripping people, <laughs> hitting guys in the wiener constantly, just doing everything again to cheap shot guys, gets the medal of honor. I can't, I mean, that's like that's like giving, I don't know, Kim Jong un a Nobel Peace Prize or something. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I could not believe that when I freaking saw that. I mean, I just anyone could have been better than him. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Well, I guess Brad goes out on top. He ends his career as the Medal of Honor winner for the freaking Big Ten. 
Yeah, All that's right. awful. For for those of you out there who like track and field, I hope you're excited for the next decade of USA track and field. Yeah. We are going to be elite. We are going to clean house in track and field at the Olympics for at least the next two Olympics. We got some studs that are 18 to 20, 21 years old right now. Man, we got Matthew Bowling, the guy from Iowa, Genoa something is his name, who's got the second fastest open 400 time in the world right now. Yeah, only a freshman. Only a freshman. Freshman or sophomore. uh, I think he's a sophomore, actually. The 11th fastest time in the world is a freshman for Iowa, (laughs) 46-1. So Iowa's got some horses. But I sent you that link. Florida men's four by yeah. four breaks collegiate record two dumbest thing ever point five three four and a half second splits. Oh yeah. The split average was forty four point three. It's and the opening leg yeah. was a freshman who ran a forty three eight split. It's not an official four hundred time because it was a split for a relay, but boy. USA and and uh, the guys that won like the USA Juniors last year are only a couple years older than these guys, and they're just destroying everyone in the world right now. So when it comes to like four by four, four by two, four by one, and then some open races, USA might be cleaning house for the next decade, and I am stoked about it because I love watching track and field. But you know, Jamaica will have someone. Well, probably always do. Usain Bolt's cousin or nephew or something. Mm -hmm. All right. This is the last sports story I want to get to here in the opening. So do you know who Trent Brown is? Uh, The lineman who got hit in the face with the flag? Yeah. Absolutely. Just ridiculously large, massive lineman. So he's he's 6'8", 385 pounds. Or he's 6'8", right now, 380 currently. The Patriots picked him up. The, hmm. Patri- the Patriots put a bunch of contract incentives into his contract. Oh, about weight. Yeah. So by the start of the team's offseason program, if he comes in under 385, he earns $150,000 just for being under 385 pounds. Not hard to do. <laughs> if he weighs in <laughs> under 375 by June 1st, he earns another 75000 if he comes in under 365 by July 15th, another 75,000. So we're up to 300 grand right now. And then it says the most interesting incentive is that on a weekly basis during the season, he can earn 25,000 a week for each week that he stays at 365 or less. And wow. so they were and and then $750,000 if he only plays two-thirds of the season, just two-thirds of the season, and <laughs> 500000 more if he plays 75% of the season and another 500000 if he plays 85% of the season and another wow. 500000 if he plays 95%. So if this guy sucks it up, loses 20 pounds, doesn't get hurt, plays the whole season, he can make another $4.75 million just by playing the season and staying <laughs> At a certain weight, staying, staying somewhat healthy, like it's so easy to cut twenty pounds when you're three eighty five. Take it from me, Big Ped at his highest type two diabetes days, three eighty nine. It's time to be. <laughs> it's time to be vulnerable. I was three eighty nine at my highest. Not proud of it. 
<laughs> the first like 50 pounds goes off so fast by just slightly changing your diet and like walking and exercising. So, I mean, this guy, and he can't say, well, he needs it to be his weight. Like for a lineman, he could be six, eight, three sixty, and still be plenty big mm-hmm. to be a lineman. So that first, the first 40, 50 goes real quick. Trent, I'd say, I'd say, do it and make yourself that extra four bill. Just crazy. Just yep. crazy. Like, can you imagine if someone would offer me, $150,000 if you'd stop being so dang diabetic. <laughs> would have been glorious. Yeah, would have been would have been a hell of a deal. Just for just for losing some weight and maintaining it. Yep. This guy can make just if he just if he does the first one and 150,000, like the average US household income is like $58,000. He can make almost three times the average income just by losing 20 pounds in like 3 weeks. Good yep. grief. All right. Good luck to you, Trent. I doubt he probably won't get all of them, but who knows? I'm rooting for him. 389. Awesome. I was fat. <laughs> and you were bald, so it was even better. Bald, fat, had a double chin the size of a freaking <laughs> tractor tire. <laughs> I was unhealthy. <laughs> oh, well. You know what? A lot of Meliellos. You got to get that big sometimes to have a wake up call in life. <laughs> And decide, do you want to be in a wheelchair? Or just have the doctor, or just have the doctor tell you you're going to die. Yeah. Adam, (laughs) you got to start losing weight or you're going to be in a wheelchair at 42. It's up to you. (laughs) All right. I think I'll take option A, lose the weight. (laughs) Let's get rid of these sores that are eating my legs from the inside out and lose some weight and not be in a wheelchair, doc. (laughs) The type two beat us. (laughs) Met Foreman saved your life. Yep, Met Foreman had to take classes at the hospital about diabetes education. <laughs> um, yeah, learned how to count carbs and all sorts of stuff. It was good because now I know how all that food stuff, and it's good for me. All right. Well, we talked about Steve having a baby earlier, so we're going to read a story about babies. It is time. For another segment of Weird News. Professional baby namer reveals that parents pay her up to $10,000 to name babies. This This is ridiculous. You would think that finding a name for a baby would be an easy task. Well, at least until you have one of your own and suddenly find yourself tasked with the job of finding a name. Many people don't want a run-of-the-mill name. Stupid phone. (sighs) Many people don't want a run-of-the-mill name or are overwhelmed by the many factors to consider in the baby naming process. Some parents are even seeking out professional services to name their children. Humphrey, a 33-year-old NYU graduate, is charging $10,000 to name a baby. She has named more than 100 children over the last year. She's made a mill. What the hell? She's made a mill in one year naming babies. What a scam. According to New Yorker, and she puts a lot of work into finding the right name, including having the parents fill out a questionnaire. Humphrey offers various packages. For $1,500, she will just simply create a list of names based on the questionnaire, and you can choose. 
The second option costs $10,000, where she actually chooses the name for you. And she says the name is on brand with the parent's business, whatever that means. Humphrey started (laughs) out as a professional baby namer in 2015, and she created an Instagram account. She's in the account is called what's in a baby name. She started out by simply sharing baby names, but in, but it grew into a full fledged business. And she said she was just looking for a way to share her love of baby names. Who has a love of baby names? That's so awkward. Yeah. It's, it's just a weird. name. Basically, you're just saying you have a name, a love of names. Yep. <laughs> uh, she believes that all parents already know what name to pick out but her job is to pick out those names that include that name and present it to parents while it's easy to say that i name people's babies for a living she says my work is so much deeper and more nuanced than that my job is to hold space and provide spiritual emotional and physical support for my clients as they progress through the major life transition of becoming a parent Humphrey's work is not limited to just picking names. She also creates content centered around baby names as well as working as a doula, which I think is where you're in the room with them while they're doing stuff. You're yeah. like their go, you're like their go-to. Yep. Uh, she said when asked why parents seek her out, uh, she said it's because they get exhausted from searching for the right name. She says, I have a lot of families for whom this is their third or fourth kid, and they're like, We're out of names. So they hire her. (laughs) There are various reasons. And in one particular case, the name they picked out for their baby boy sounded awfully similar to the name of a colleague's child. They needed to change it. And that's where the professional came in. Uh, Just goes on to, she goes on to say, I can't believe I'd ever be making this much money doing something so important. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. (laughs) Can you imagine making even like just six figures? By picking baby names for people. Yeah. <clears throat> just random ass names based <laughs> off a questionnaire. I just, this just feels like such a scam to me. <laughs> well, a par- a is, parent cause... can't choose their own name and do something better with 10 grand. It sounds lazy. Lazy. And I would love to see one of these. I should have, I should have Googled one of the questionnaires. I'd love to see what these questionnaires are and how she, how she chooses. Yep. Um, I didn't. I, I was trying to think of an Iowa nice for this, but I just, I just couldn't. There is nothing. There's no nice thing for these stores because they're just they make me no. Upset. That's so stupid. What a waste of money. Yep. So I guess congrats to her. She's making five hundred grand to a mil a year, depending, I guess, on on how many babies there are and how many stumped parents there are with millions of freaking names in the world. Yeah. Um, I thought of some names that if I if I was in this career that I would do. Pabst. <laughs> uh, I, I have five boys' names and five girls' names. Boys' names, for starters, Chez. C-H-E-Z. Chez. Chez. <laughs> it's and, short for cheese. Yeah. Chez. <laughs> Flaj. F-L-A-J. <laughs> This like feels, flag, flatulence. It feels like it's just versatile for certain things. So flag. Uh, Bartnick. I don't know. <laughs> just you'd call him Bart, you'd call him Nick, but I call him Bartnick. Just uh, combine two names. Yeah. Uh syrup. 
at some point they're probably going to be start using like sauces and random food names for kids the way things are going in the world so syrup is the is the fourth boy's name and the fifth one is you can't you can't spell it like syrup though uh it's gotta be it's gotta have some weird spelling s-u-r-u-h-p there you go syrup and then the fifth boy's (laughs) name is just wayne so wayne chess flage bartnick syrup and wayne (laughs) uh the five girls your your kids are so fucked (laughs) i should have put bumpus and bobo on there bumpus and bobo yeah (laughs) all right the five girls names i came up with (laughs) palaley p-a-l-a-l-e-y palaley um the hell <laughs> Sneesha S N E E S H A Sneesha uh Varnish Really? Oh, yeah, so there's probably gonna be a girl with their name Varnish someday, and I'm gonna be like I should have trademarked that. Uh Candle. Really someone big. <laughs> no. Oh, we want something that's sweet and relaxing as a name and reminds us of peaceful time. So candle. And then the fifth girl's name is Roger. Because the way we're going in the world with people, you know, deciding what they want to be in life and stuff, it's, there's probably, it's probably going to be where people get mad that boys have certain names and they feel like girls need to have them too. So there's probably going to be a lot of girls out there named Roger running around in the world with the way the world's going. So I, I just got an that. angry text from someone about AJ Green leaving you and I. <laughs> Uh, it's all good. It's all good, Panther fans. AJ was leaving anyway, no matter what. Uh, we just need to embrace the fact that next year we're going to be probably about seven and twenty-five. Just yep. get used to it. Get used to it. It's, it's going to be, be rough. Going to be real bad. All right. Well, the final bowling league at Century Lanes and Elta just wrapped up. When you live in a small town like Steve and I do. And there's not a ton of nightlife and a ton of things to do. You, you take advantage of the things there is to do during certain times of the year. So you can have some fun besides just always chilling at home and doing nothing. So you got your golf leagues. You got bowling leagues. There's church stuff you can do. Maybe some basketball leagues here and there. But for a few years, uh, Steve and I were in a bowling league together. Yep. Might I say our team was quite good. Quite good. We were very good. And so I thought, uh, since it just wrapped up, it made me think of made me think of our times bowling and the great, iconic, honestly historic landmark is what it should be, Century Lanes in Alta, Iowa. Clem mm-hmm. uh, Ledoux, owner. Uh, we boy, we had a raucous time there bowling. It was we bowled in two yeah. leagues, but the one mainly that we're going to talk about is it's called Farmers League, and it yep. ended. Um, a lot of you listening probably know about it, but for those of you who don't, uh, we started it after harvest was done. Um, a bunch of farmers were in the league and then it went until just, I don't know, a week or so before we were going to be out in the field doing field work. And so every Monday night in the winter, we had uh, maybe a little bit too much fun. 
<laughs> bowling yeah. in Delta, Delta, Iowa. Work, work was never enjoyable on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, what are your, I've got a, I've got a list here. Uh, do you have any specific memories of Monday night farmers league that stand out to you? Yeah. I just remember the one time you tried to fight the entire big black Angus team because they were yelling. <laughs> <laughs> our main rival of the league probably <laughs> big, big black yeah. angus. oh by the way our team well our team name was the straws we should just call ourselves the straws <laughs> with the bend in them yeah we we're the, the straws that have like a little flex into them <laughs> that little flexy part up towards the top <laughs> that was our team name um <laughs> yeah big black angus that was our big rival probably we faced them in the championship yep. i think Either all three years or two out of three years. Yes, we were also three. We three-peated. We did. We three-peated. And uh, so so how this works, I'm not going to like go into super detail, but you get based on your scores, you get like a handicap score, and then that's assessed to your totals at the end. So what you want to mm-hmm. do kind of is we were the perfect team because we had, we had Steve over here who was – who is our definite number one. If we're in a five-man pitching rotation, Steve's the ace, the best average on the team, most consistent bowler. Then we had two guys that were, you know, the two and three starter. They were up there 185 to 215 any given night, bowling pretty consistent. And then you had me and another buddy. And me, when I first started bowling, was about the equivalent of when I first started playing Call of Duty. Horrible. (laughs) Threw it straight. Threw it straight. I was was proud if I got like a 125 to a 140, <laughs> 135. And uh, so, but if you got those low scores, you get a really good handicap to add at the end. So yep. if those guys who suck a lot can get better as the as you go, then you're getting this really good handicap score added on while you're still getting really good scores during league while you're bowling. And that's what we had, folks. I got, I bought my own ball. I learned how to shoes. shoot the curve shot or whatever you want to call it. Uh got my own shoes and I, you know, pretty consistently every now and then I'd get some 200s, even some higher, almost had a perfect game one night. Uh I was shooting consistently, I don't know, one what did you say, 170 to occasionally 200, 210. Uh, I'd say like one, well, 180s to the 210s, yeah. yeah. But then getting the scores of someone who bowls like a 130, so that was why that was why our, our team was so good. We were just we had we also the had top Corey. three. We had Corey. Yeah, the top three consistent guys, and then the two bottom feeders who were real bad, but then got better. Corey got a lot better well, as we went to Corey. Corey got uh, most improved every year. Yeah, he did most improved every year. He'd go from like a <laughs> like a one ten to like a one sixty average. <laughs> oh man! And so yeah, teams. Teams hated us because we we were really good, and we cleaned house. And Big Black Angus was definitely our main rival. And when we bowled them, yeah, there was a lot of alcohol consumed, a lot of screaming and yelling. Uh, yep. Pretty much every Monday night when I got there before we started bowling, I'd drop about twenty five bucks into the jukebox, and have <laughs> about three hours of nineties country and some eighties rock. And a few other rap, like old school rap songs all mixed in. And we would just have the tunes going all night long. Yep. And my favorite thing to do was when a song was absolutely rocking. And I'd throw a strike, turn around and do the Ric Flair strut back by the seats. <laughs> from up by the lane back to the seats and just piss everyone off that wasn't on our team. 
Yep. Oh man, it was great. Uh, what was that? <laughs> so uh, what tell the tell the audience uh, what a beer frame was? Oh, beer frame! It's when everyone on the team but one person gets a strike. Yep. And the person who doesn't get a strike has to buy beer for the entire team. Yep. Ooh, there were some not, nights when we'd have like five or six of those. And yep. and you just buy the bucket of beer because it's a cheaper deal. He just got buckets of beer everywhere. <laughs> I would have loved I would have loved to see Clems till on some of those Monday nights during bowling league. I mm-hmm. to see how much money he would make on a Monday night. Just in beer sales alone had to have been just outrageous well it didn't help we go it was wing night at scooters too so yep. <laughs> you get all fuckered up and then go down there and eat wings drink a pitcher of beer and then go back to clams yep till two in the morning <laughs> oh man back when uh back when i thought beer was more important than church and i was making terrible decisions in life <laughs> i was not I remember making that decisions time. I remember the time Corey celebrated his birthday there and you just took all the shots for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to do them. Ah, I'll celebrate for you, Corey. <laughs> or the time shots, <laughs> 10 beers later, or the, you're not feeling great. The time, the time Corey bowled a week after he had his ACL repaired. <laughs> yep. Which was completely <laughs> my fault, by the way. Yep. Yeah, Corey had to have knee surgery because I destroyed him playing basketball one night at the old armory, but. He was a trooper. He was back in the saddle a week later, bowling, <laughs> waddling his butt up there. <laughs> um, and that's why it's torn like three more times. Yep, man. Uh, <laughs> some things I have written down: pickled egg eating contests. Ugh. You remember those? Yeah. But people would Gross. be throwing. So Clem had Clem used to have uh, big old jars of pickled things sitting on his bar and. I mean, they could have been from two, three years ago. So and, probably longer than that. And he had a big old jar, like like half gallon or bigger, full of pickled eggs, pickled hard boiled eggs. And we would, everyone would start. I mean, when so a farmers league had in this little towny, small town towny bar. What do you think there was seventy people in there on a Monday night? Um, well, eight five teams of five. 40, maybe like 55 people in there then, 60. Mm-hmm. 55 to 60 people. Yeah, and so packed. people would start throwing money down and there'd be like 250 bucks on the bar that anyone who decided that they could eat so many pickled eggs, we'd say you can get all 250 if you eat two of the pickled eggs and don't throw up. <laughs> and so guys would eat these pickled eggs that were just disgusting well, and like two years didn't old. Didn't someone... Wasn't, didn't someone get paid the uh, to drink the juice out of that? Ugh. I'll take his name out. Oh yeah, but he ate two and then <laughs> chugged the juice and he vomited. I remember he puked. Uh, Corey on our team was the only one I think who didn't puke. Actually, man's got an iron stomach. But well, there was I watched uh, I watched Gunk one night drink an entire like industrial sized bottle of mustard for like forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> drink a bottle of mustard oh it was the most disgusting thing i've ever seen oh my gosh i remember he would eat i remember he was one of the guys who would eat eggs too yep oh, oh my yeah. god <laughs> oh geez uh there was it was the night that uh 
uh, one of our teammates, Neil, challenged me to a Cheeto eating contest. Hmm. And he wanted to do puppy Cheetos. And I was like, all right, I'm going to absolutely destroy him because he's going to try to go super fast. And what he doesn't realize is that they're kind of styrofoamy and they get stuck in your mouth and stuff. So you just got to pace yourself. And so I just sat there just consistently one after another, just Cheeto, 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 one at a time while he's trying to dump them and eat them and wash them down. By the time I finished my bag and I don't know, minute and a half, two minutes, he still had like half his bag left and could barely breathe because his mouth was all full of caked up and stuck Cheetos in his mouth. <laughs> the old, and uh, gosh, there was the, what happened the night with where you threw a stool at me? Oh, you were you were calling me and Corey inappropriate names, <laughs> folks. That was because uh, that was the birthday night. That was the birthday night when you took all Corey shots, <laughs> folks. As a sidebar, when I in my heathen days, when I used to be a terrible person, there was nights when I, if I had too many, I'd get a little confrontational. That was the <laughs> same night that you uh, accused Clem of calling your dad an inappropriate name and threw that bottle of oh barbecue my- off the wall. <laughs> I and do remember that. Said you were said you were calling your mom to tell on Clem, <laughs> and your dad was never your dad was never coming in there again. <laughs> never coming in for another button burger ever. His yep. business is through. Yeah, that was that night. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh Lord, man. Yep. What a time! What a time! Um, <laughs> the night that. Okay, so there was the night that I almost had a perfect game. We were, I remember we were back. We were on, I think, lanes seven and eight. There was eight lanes in this place. We were on seven and eight, and I got, it was lane seven is what I was throwing on. Had all strikes. All strikes. Going into the first frame, or, yeah, first throw, tenth frame. Barry went in the pocket, ten pin. There goes the perfecto. And I suck at picking up ten pins, so I missed it. And got a 279. Really frustrating. Went up but there. My, did le- get me, my legs did were get me shaking. I was nervous. Ooh. Yeah, you what were you gonna, You got one, right? Yeah, because you jumped on the lane, remember, and knocked it down. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, I don't think right, that, had that, that was it. right after when I was trying to bowl dance. <laughs> and I had to stand there and breathe it while trying to throw a perfect game. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yep. Woo. <laughs> Man. Tuesday Tuesday mornings were not terrible. Pleasant. We're not pleasant during Farmers League. I worked Absolutely at BB Stationery. Terrible. <laughs> I worked at BB Stationery. My Tuesday route was to go to Rembrandt and then Sioux Rapids and then Peterson. Tuesday was just a short day. I was usually done by like noon. And I usually went to the bathroom at Casey's in Sioux Rapids. And then I went to the bathroom at the gas station in Peterson every Tuesday morning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they got those those Monday nights to get to you. Whew. Yep. Oh, I'm trying to think. What about uh, the, the what? What was that tournament for where you belly bounced that girl? Oh, we were was there. Some kind of tournament. We were there bowling. It was like a roll off for the champ, some championship. Yeah, and that girl ran up on the lane and th- just threw a ball <laughs> down a bachelor- the lane. There was a bachelorette party that came in one night, and uh, we're in the middle of like a serious game of bowling with a lot of money on the line. By the by, the way, if you won this league, you won a good chunk of money. I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. life changing money, but it was a good chunk of money. And uh, 
And so there's a lot of money on the line and this bachelorette party comes in and right in the middle of us bowling, she comes in and just grabs it's drunker heck, grabs a ball and chucks it down the lane. Bar owner's wife got hot. She got yep. real hot and yelled at her and was trying to push her out of the bar, kick her out. And then people were yelling and they were just pushing and shoving. Yeah, and you really bounced her. I, I played bouncer. I freaking all 379 pounds of me just chest bumped her. <laughs> And then that poor girl ran to the bar and was hiding behind one of our other friends, <laughs> trying to explain to him that there's some guy back there that she thinks wants to kill her. <laughs> it was just ped the whole time. <laughs> oh, my word. Holy cow. Holy cow. Yep. Man. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of any other any other bowling league stories. It was just man, it was so much fun. The music was hopping and singing and dancing and boy it'd be a good time i can't i can't think of i can't think of a a bunch of other crazy stuff that happened but yeah well there was that time that the guy on our team smoked something out of a crevice that wasn't oh hey oh boy (laughs) famous back room at clems you never knew what kind of shenanigans were going to happen in the back room the little the little back room that was like a dungeon with like brick walls a lot of things went a lot of things went on back there that that we won't the smoking room we won't speak of in detail yeah the smoking room (laughs) uh the smoking room Kermit came out to play one night during bowling, but we won't go into detail about that. It wasn't just bowling. <laughs> it was out in the street. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's, that's all I got. We would, we would just have, I was about six thirty. Six thirty, We started yep. to get there about five thirty or six, have a little hang before we bowled bowling, get over about nine thirty, nine o'clock. Then you usually just stay around a lot of nights till midnight. One in the morning, eating buffalo wings, combo baskets, go to scooters, get wings, mm-hmm. go back to clams. Irresponsibly spent way too much money. Yeah, it was like a $100 bill every Monday. Yep. But we were young, fresh out of college. <clears throat> we had fun. We yeah. were living the dream in small town Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling league winning t- in rural Winning Iowa. titles. Yep. Winning win titles. titles. Oh man, there was the uh golly, what a time. What mm. a time. There was I sometimes like the the teams we faced there, their wives or girlfriends would come in and cause we were just the most hated team because we always won. We were like the we were like the Patriots of bowling league. People just hated us because we won. And I remember yep. like the wives and girlfriends would be like talking smack to us too and stuff. Then it kind of go who did uh, when you had to like dance in front of them and talk smack to them because you never want to talk smack to the women. Who did who did Sutton replace? Because he was on one of he the title me. teams. Was he it? Re- he replaced me when I was done. So I, we went title, title, Mexico we trip. We got second that year. Oh yeah, because we had and then won the, and then won the title with Sutton afterwards. Yeah, so you, you bowled the title game that year with three people because me and Corey. No, my dad ended up bowling. Oh, that's right. But you got hosed that was without the night. me and Corey's handicaps. Yeah. Yeah, me and Corey kind of hosed you guys that year. We were kind of hoping that we wouldn't make the championship because we didn't want to feel bad about going to Mexico during the finals. But they yeah, happened at the awesome. same time. 
we went to Mexico and we upset the team, but we came back and won it the next year. So we won three out of four years. And the one year we didn't win, got second place. Yep. Let the team down. <laughs> I know. Sucks. Would have been nice to have a four peat, but yep. we can do. So yeah, that was Let uh, the team down. Gosh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That uh, the time you were in Mexico, that was when Clem had that like Miller High Life that was like two days away from being expired. <laughs> Sold the six packs for six bucks. Got all sorts messed up. And like the buckets of beer were like, I think they were ten bucks. You got six beers in a bucket for ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, something just crazy. the cheapest small town beer ever. Well, there was one year during the uh, roll-offs where he was just selling us actual full pitchers of mixed drinks. And that's what we used as glasses. <laughs> and we didn't even make it through the first three games. Cause the other one of the other team was puking in the alley. <laughs> there was, there was the, there was the one night when I thought it would be a good idea to finish all the half drink drinks that were sitting at the end of the bar. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Bunch of like I do remember the, and stuff like seven of them. Yeah, I just went and so slammed gross. like shots one after another, and then gagged and was fine. I do remember the time you tried to go beer for beer with like the undisputed drinking champ of Alto. Yep, that was a horrible idea. Yep, I thought I could. I'm not gonna lie, folks. When when I was uh, making poor decisions in life, I could drink with the best of them. It's not something not I want to brag about, but not him. That guy was <laughs> that guy was something else. <laughs> what but 15, 20 up, beers in three hours? Yeah, it ended up not being a good night for me for old bed. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? There was some there was one night after bowling when I went home. I shouldn't even tell this story. I'll tell it and then decide in editing if I want to take it out. I uh went home after bowling, decided <laughs> it was a good idea to make a frozen pizza. Uh, I thought you were going to tell a different story. And uh, you can bring that one up after this. I decided to know what it is. I decided I need a frozen pizza. So I made a frozen. By the way, still living, still living at the farm with my parents, (laughs) living the dream and uh, put a frozen pizza in. And the next thing I remember is waking up to the smell of like char and smoke. (laughs) And it was three in the morning and I was sitting on a stool. In my parents' <laughs> kitchen, in only my underwear. <laughs> yeah, I think my clothes <laughs> were folded up on top of the dishwasher, and <laughs> my boots were sitting on my parents' countertop. And the pizza was a complete hockey puck in the oven, just charred and black as can be. And I said, "You know what? We're just going to throw that pizza away. Let's go to bed. <laughs> you need to go to bed." <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did that with the plate of nachos too. Oh yeah. Nachos that just turned into you, you. You grab one chip and you pick up the entire plate. The cheese was, is was, like uh, isn't even like yellow. It's like a orangish brown color. Was the uh, the clothes all over the living room floor Monday night? Probably. I think uh, when you're, I think so. When your when your dad was sleeping on the couch, yeah. <laughs> it was a bowling night. Bowling <laughs> nights always seem to be a little worse than West Link's nights. <laughs> Oh, yeah. gee, that's another thing. We yeah, talk the about. start Oof. of uh, when golf season gets in full swing here this summer, we're going to have to talk about what we transition to in the summers, our golf league nights. 
So be prepared, <laughs> folks. There's some good there's some good stories out there. Uh, We're gonna have to do a full disclosure since it's closed now and we can't get in trouble. True. Uh two words. Food poisoning. We'll leave yep. it at that. <laughs> food food poisoning and blow darts. <laughs> and uh, Neil being a drug dealer. <laughs> oh man. Well that was uh boy. Bowling league. One thing I never thought I would be in ever in my life was a bowling league. And then you guys were like, yeah, we bowl on Monday nights in this awesome league. It's after the farmer's done and harvest and it's called farmer's league. And I was like, yeah, you know, young single got nothing to do. I'll join farmer's league. What a, <laughs> what a ride it was. What a ride. <laughs> yep. Oh man. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we'll do a little Pedersen luck here, then close it out. It is time for another segment of Pedersen Luck. <sighs> Pedersen Luck segment is brought to you by Moonlight Lawn Care, which is owned and operated by Steve Botcher. He uh, will take care of all of your aeration, spraying, seeding, and fertilization needs for your yard. Uh, he does not mow, so just his main four are aeration, spraying, seeding, and fertilizing. And you can get a hold of Steve for all of your lawn care needs at 712-749-0698. That is Moonlight Lawn Care. Tonight's Pedersen Luck Story. Steve has also experienced this, so he can share his story as well. Uh, tonight's Pedersen Luck Story is about a little thing called the Devil's Edge. Ooh. The worst sunburn known to mankind. The devil's itch yep. is not a made-up thing, by the way. It's an actual no. it's an actual name. It's an actual thing. So I didn't know it existed, by the way, until Steve yeah, told me. I. But uh, summer, I think so. It's summer of, it would have been summer of 2005 after I graduated last year of baseball before college. And I was helping a buddy's dad. Uh, do some roofing one day, laying shingles. And it was me and uh, my best friend at the time. And then the guy's son, we were out putting shingles on and I'm someone who I got to get, I got to get a really good burn. And then after that, I have a good tan for the rest of the summer. But I, that first burn is going to, I'm going to burn like a redhead. So we're on, we're roofing. It's like middle of the summer. It's like 86 degrees to start the morning off. We're going to be at over 100 heat index while we're out there working on the roof. So we take the shirts off. But me, trying to be responsible, I put on so much sunscreen. So much sunscreen. Well, I probably should have put sunscreen on like three hours later again after the first application. Because <laughs> by the end of the day, by the end of the day, I was like, oh, man, the sunburn really hurts. But I didn't, you know, I thought it was just a basic sun, sunburn on my back. You know, it is what it is. Didn't have a baseball game that night. Go to bed, wake up the next day, seething pain, seething pain. Mm -hmm. It feels like someone's repeatedly like poking me with needles and thumbtacks <laughs> and like small nails. My back. It's the most irritating feeling I've ever had in my life. Well, I am. Go ahead. It's like an itch. It's an it's, it's an itch, but it's like in your skin. Yeah, it's an itch that you like, cannot stop. And if you yeah. like try to mess with it, it like makes it worse. 
Yep. And so I am, I am, this is the most psycho my dad has ever seen me. I am literally tearing my parents' house apart, freaking out because <laughs> this horrible, horrible feeling. It's like <laughs> stabbing, itching, burning. I can do nothing about it. I remember at one point nope. I was on my knees with my face buried in my parents' couch cushion, screaming into the couch, just screaming yep. bloody murder. And my parents felt so hopeless. My dad probably thought I was being a little dramatic. Uh, no, but it's, it's, awful. It's, it's the worst feeling. And so finally we go to the doctor and uh, he gives me some medicine for it. He like sprays some stuff on it. And I told him at one point, I said, yeah, I like, I like put this anti itch spray on. And and he looked up the ingredients online. And he goes, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that. That only made it worse." It's like, ah, son of a. And uh, and and so I, it got to the point where I could kind of control it. But we had a baseball game that night, and all I remember playing third base that night, I was constantly like, it, like if someone is like uncomfortable and like moving their shoulders around and their arms around, I was just kind of all night long at third base, standing there looking like a complete doofus moving around <laughs> acting like i had a back pain and i was like hurt my back and like waddling around like a ding dong because it just was irritating me all night long at third base during that game and then i think the next morning it finally like one more application of that cream the doctor gave me and then it finally like subsided and i peeled off i've never seen so much skin peel in my life from that burn it was horrible yep. and i never want to experience it ever again what was no, your devil's itch? What was your devil's itch experience? Mine, mine was on the fourth in Okaboji. On the back? And I just remember, oh yeah, I just remember like at my parents crawling up the stairs, like <laughs> screaming <laughs> because like it, it hurts. Yes. You can't itch it because it's you, so the terrible. Itch doesn't go away. And like it's I was so like minutes away from like just going to the hospital because I couldn't take it anymore. And the only thing that helped mine was like standing under like steaming hot shower and just letting it hit it. But then as soon as you got done with that, came right back. Oh, it is the, I imagine like the only thing I can kind of compare it to is like when you're, when your foot falls asleep and then it like gets that tickle feeling. But then after that, it gets like that weird, like fuzzy coming back mm -hmm. to life feeling. If people out there know what I'm talking about, take that times about a thousand yep. or just imagine someone cut a slit in the bottom of your entire back lifted up all your back skin inserted a bunch of shrapnel and nails that were going to flop around like a boggle machine and then sewed your back shut <laughs> that's what it's like yeah yeah it's 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 horrible i, I don't recommend it to anyone <laughs> wear, wear sunscreen for the love of god wear sunscreen and, and when you put sunscreen yeah, on I... don't think it's enough for the day put more on a couple hours later and then a couple hours after that put more on i had like anti-itch lotion and would just put like a gallon on and then just throw a shirt on. My sh shirt was basically glued to my back. <laughs> I wish I remembered the name of that spray that I used so I could warn people not to use that. Because <laughs> the doctor goes, oh, man, Adam, you should not have used that. That, that just made it worse. <laughs> Thanks a lot, I didn't know Doc. It could, I, I didn't know it could get worse. Oh, man. I'll never forget. Just running down my parents' stairs. Just... <laughs> can't take it anymore yeah i i, would crawl, I was crawling <laughs> oh man i'm gonna i should find a i should find a devil's itch like video on youtube maybe someone's captured of a family member or something that had it post it after this episode comes out 
So yeah, got to be somewhere. Um, I should have gotten this this episode sponsored by uh, was Banana. What's their name? Sunscreen company. Banana um, something. I, I should have had them. Banana boat. There you go. I should have had Banana Boat sponsor this episode. Wear sunscreen, people. Please. For you, I do not want you to go through, especially our loyal listeners, I don't want you to experience devil's itch. If you have experienced it, I'd love to hear your story. So let us know on social media. Mm-hmm. Speaking of social media, I forgot to it look says there's no, there's no cure for hell's itch either. Really? <laughs> you yeah. just got to ride it out? <laughs> yeah. Basically, you just got to pop a bunch of Benadryl and hope it works. <laughs> take a benadryl and like Mm -hmm. three shots of nyquil and just try to sleep it off (laughs) yeah well you can't that's the worst part is you try to sleep and anything that touches it yeah it was that was uh the night that i got the devil's itch was probably comparable to the night i was visiting um tom who we've had on the podcast before the four-wheeler driver the night that i visited him in college and got the world's worst ear infection and just couldn't sleep at all and, and waddled around in bed and whined and complained like my head was falling off with this ear infection. It's about the same. You just can't sleep. You're just you're just up. So there you yeah, go. It's the old devil's itch. All right. Well, what is that? Watching a devil's itch video? <laughs> yeah. Can you just send it to me when you're done? I will. It's at the end. It's just a bunch of people screaming. It sounds realistic. Oh, uh, well, it's terrible. Let me see here. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to all of our social medias because I forgot to write it down. So, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I highly recommend it. And you can do that searching for us at at BK Roads Bonfires. That is at bk roads bonfires or if you just type in back roads and bonfires podcast with an ampersand it'll probably show up uh tw- on facebook we are back roads and bonfires podcast search for us you'll see the bonfire logo there's a backdrop of some cows that look beautiful under a nice summer sunset that's us it posts every every monday morning it automatically posts our episodes to facebook and you can listen to them like you can click on the facebook link and then like minimize your phone and it'll still play it which is cool kind of like spotify um let's see here twitter facebook instagram same thing search for hold up b k roads bonfires all one word on instagram you can see a lot of videos I post in there of cows and food and my Monday morning TikTok videos that I put out for the podcast are also on Instagram. And speaking of, you can follow me on TikTok. Son of a gun. Should have had my volume turned down. 
my video just opened up to some farmer in his shop dancing in front of a John Deere tractor. Could have sworn it was me at mm. first, but then I saw that this guy was about 210 pounds, so I know it's not me. Um, at official Adam Pedersen on TikTok. That is P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N. At official Adam Pedersen. Some videos on there that I think are funny, but I'm self-absorbed, so who knows if they're actually funny or not. This is true. <laughs> and you can listen to us on Spotify. Search Backroads and Bonfires Podcast. Apple, same thing. Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And guess what? If you go to Spotify, all you got to do is click follow. It's free. If you go to Apple, all you got to do is click subscribe. It's free. Simple as that. You don't even have to listen to us as long as the episodes download. That'd be cool. But I prefer you listen. Give us a five-star rating. It helps in their algorithm somehow. And then someday this podcast will be so big that I'll just give away two whole beefs worth of food for everyone who has been with us from the start. So there you go. There's your incentive to tell your friends and get everyone to listen. Free beef. Wow. Wow. And as always, free hugs. Uh, the creepy part. Always <laughs> got to be a creepy part. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, this Friday, which will actually have already happened by the time you hear this, this Friday is Friday, April 22nd. I am going to Sioux Falls to sell three bulls. I'm getting a new breed of bulls i'm selling my angus bulls i bought herford bulls thought you were going wagyu no that was when i was i was looking at feeder feeder cattle thinking about buying some wagyu Uh feeder cattle to sell for to have for beef for my beef clients haven't decided that one yet but i am going to (laughs) uh, i'm gonna go eat breakfast with a good buddy of mine at all day cafe he says that they have the best French toast he's ever had in his entire life. Dude, this place has unbelievable sounding breakfast burritos. They got like hollandaise sauces on half their stuff, which really excites me. I love hollandaise sauce. They have a walleye breakfast. Two farm eggs, fried walleye filet, cafe potatoes, hollandaise sauce, and morning bread. Morning bread? Is that like morning wood? Who knows? But I bet it's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> walleye (laughs) breakfast oh man they got all sorts of stuff these uh i think what i'm gonna go with hold up where are they at where are those nachos at i'm gonna get nachos i'm gonna get am nachos waffle fries sausage gravy sunny up egg cheddar and monterey jack hollandaise sauce and speckled relish breakfast nachos not only that, but there's a very good chance that I probably get something else or three things even and bring home a bunch of leftovers because when I go to awesome places in the big city, I like to get tons of food and bring home leftovers. I'm thinking get nachos, but only eat like four or five bites because then I can redo those on the stovetop pan when I get home. And then I don't know what else I'll eat, but we'll see. I'll make a plan one way or another. I'm excited, really excited. I'll share my experience there maybe on the next episode. Also, uh, this summer, Steve, I'm thinking yep. I want to talk to some places in Okaboji, like explore Okaboji, maybe the roof garden, the green space. 
I want to go up there like two, three times a week if I can, or twice a week and like do some hosting or emceeing for things and try to, and like try to spread the word on the podcast while also like getting paid to do hosting gigs or something. And like, maybe I'll do some podcasts about all the awesome stuff about Okaboji in the summer. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Kind of what I'm thinking for this summer. Be cool to walk out on stage at like the green space and announce whoever the singing act is in front of like 2,500 people and then like say, hey, this is Adam Patterson, host of the Back Roads and Bonfires podcast. You know, maybe 50 to 100 of them will listen. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm going to I'm gonna go try to do some marketing and PR in Okaboji this summer. So there for those go. of you listening, if you got whatever some... Ha- you're, you're, whatever happened to you making commercials? The YouTube things that I was going to... The YouTube videos? No, for the radio. Oh, I still got the gift certificate. I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We need to run those ads that I got. I got 30 commercials. I mean... I mean, you paid decent money for them, so you might yeah, want to 30, do that. 30 commercials on KAYL, 30 commercials on KKIA, and 30 commercials on Telemundo or whatever it's called. <laughs> Spanish, <laughs> I don't think station. it's Telemundo. Wait, is that the Spanish Telemundo. TV station? Is that what I'm Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah, we got to run those ads, and I'm planning this summer to try to go up to Okaboji and do some stuff. So if any of our listeners who got some Okaboji connections or know some people, why don't you just call Chris connections? Oh, I'm planning on talking to him. He has a podcast, by the way, he started like two months ago. It's all about, about what it's all about golf, him and another buddy. And they talk about golf. I, I'm not going to say the name cause no free shout outs. I want, I'm going to plan on having him on this podcast. And then I told him I want to go on theirs. We'll do a, and then we'll try to promote each other. Uh, him and another buddy, the other buddy's kind of the host and Charlie's on there every week with them though. They talk about golf and then just random, just other, all sorts of other random stories. I'm sure he's got some freaking incredible stories from being the head bartender at the gardens for like, oh, I'm sure. years. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I'm going to, I need to talk to him and but then he, but then what if he's like, well, I want to do that to promote my podcast, but who knows? I just, I just want to get a hot mic in my hand and get up in front of a bunch of people and promote the pod. So that's what I'm planning on doing this summer. Trying to go that's do why some you're doing. That's why you're doing the youth baseball home run derby. <laughs> yep. If I should be able to get about one listener out of that crowd. <laughs> and then, well, you can't do the, the uh, slow pitch softball game. But When's that? The same weekend as the three-man. Oh, the yeah, you're talking to the sheriffs <clears throat> and fire department one and stuff. Yeah. Any chance? Uh, I need to make some. Sh- I should get like you. I should get you and me uh, some shirts made. Agreed. I should get you, me, and Brett each some shirts that we can, you know, just wear out in public and hope- shirts and hats. I should get us each a couple shirts <laughs> and a couple hats, and then hopefully it'll be a conversation starter that people will ask about. And then also, yep. I should run. I should run like an ad on like on i eighty. <laughs> <laughs> big ass billboard. Yeah, big ass billboard I eighty. <laughs> I'm sure that's cheap. <laughs> oh shoot. Just, just put one down near Iowa City. Yeah, true. Oh, can you imagine throwing on the old back roads and bonfire shirt and then walking around a tailgate at the Hawkeye game? Who knows? There you go. There's gotta be a lot of people that like that listen to podcasts there. And then all yep. you gotta do is like 
hang out in person with them and show them that we're awesome and they will be we're a good time and then they'll hopefully listen to the pod yep looks right. like you got a plan for next year's yep. iowa game hopefully by the end of 2022 we have 500 more listeners got some That'd more to nice. do. i've got some more to nice do. yeah well yep that's true <laughs> that's that's on the docket for this summer as well <laughs> yep that's on the old docket for this summer as well switching some stuff up so and and I teased last week or two weeks ago that I've got I've got some exciting stuff planned coming up. Uh, possibly we'll keep you in the loop. Right now, though, it's planting and calving season. And it's hard to do a lot of extra stuff. But who knows if it rains for the next four days? I hope I hope I get. I'd love to. I'd love to get a hosting or MC gig in Okaboji over the summer. God, that'd be fun. Be so much fun. Yeah. Just getting up there like Midwest Ryan Seacrest. Hosting the event. <laughs> you couldn't couldn't have made yourself sound. Carson Daly, is I mean, that better? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you your own TRL. <laughs> oh shoot! All right. Well, this episode we learned that you shouldn't eat expired pickled eggs. That you we learned you can make a lot of money by scamming people and naming their babies for them, specifically. Chez, Bartnick, um, and Pillaley. Some good names there. So, and Trent Brown, Trent Brown, bro. All you got to do is play like 80% of the games, lose 20 pounds, and you're going to make like three and a half million dollars. You should get a hold of him, Ben. Tell him he'll be his life coach, help him out. I will be his life coach. I will cook for him to make sure that he doesn't gain any more weight. And yep. all I want is like 150 G's. He can have the rest. He can have like four and a half there mil. There you go. I'll take 150 G's. Actually, I take that back. He can have like four mil. I want like three, four hundred. So down payment on an 80 because land is like seven thousand hundred, hundred thousand dollars an acre. So that yep. wouldn't that wouldn't get me anywhere if that math was true. So anyway, it's expensive. Land's expensive. That was episode episode 58. He was number 58. I'm going to take that wow. part out because that guy don't deserve shout outs. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> so, all right. Well, until next time, that was the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Hut, hut. <laughs>